But when you start seeing everybody as family, yeah. believers, not yet believers, when you start seeing others as image bearers, creating God's image to be like you, in just as much need as us, and then thinking, whoa, must suck to have your basement flood, or sure. be homeless, or in need, or just hungry, or nowhere to go on this holiday, yeah. right? Or whatever. Then you start seeing them as family, then you start treating them as family. And believe it or not, when you treat people like family, yeah. they feel more like family. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Okay, good to be here with you. Hey, you have come on a very unique day. I'm recording this actually from my hospital bed. Uh, not to worry, I had a little stomach kind of issues that needed to be apparently uh, taken care of uh, with professional help. So, uh, and it's all going pretty well. But they weren't going to release me to to uh, you know get back to the studio to record a podcast for you this week. So, what I'm going to do here's the second thing that's really unique this week is I'm going to share with you an encore presentation. Yeah, it's me and Tina and Heath. So that's going to be also a bonus talking about. How we treat people as the church? Are we treating people like guests when they're, you know, in our homes or, you know, in our services? Or do we treat them like family and the way God does? This has been a very popular topic and it was a very popular episode and it's from way back. So there's a good chance you've not heard it before. If you did, I think you're going to really enjoy hearing it again anyway. And Tina's always as big a joy as always. So anyway, uh, pray for me. I hope you enjoy this encore special episode of the podcast, and I'll talk to you real soon. Yay! <laughs> Tina's here with us. I'm here. First so this time. Is, this is awesome. This is the stuff your parents and teachers forgot to tell you, but your wife has been telling you over and over. <laughs> talk about this stuff. So today we are going to talk about this, the, like the difference between uh, you know making people feel like family, sure. or do they feel like a guest? Yeah. They kind of sound, both sounds good when you say like, hey, are you treating people as good guests? Oh, sounds kind of positive. Feel yeah. like family, that better, upgrade. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and how does God see us and all that? So, yeah. I'm super excited to finally have Tina on as a guest. She's got so much experience in mission and living out the gospel identity. Why don't you guys share a little bit about how you guys met one another and maybe Caesar, your favorite story of her? Wow, I should probably just defer to Tina because everything I'll say, <laughs> she'll adjust it and then change the date. Because Tina knows the exact moment, time, date, atmospheric barometer, barometer pressure, everything. <laughs> and your life is always so much better when you realize that everything that I say is right. You're right. You're, you know, you're absolutely right. So Tina and I, in the brief, feel free to jump in, honey. Okay. Um, we met in high school. Uh, we were 16 years old. Uh, Tina came to a talent show at my high school. My band was playing. And um, what was, was your called, band name? It's called Chain Reaction. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and when we when we wouldn't do what the the teacher putting on the the uh, the talent show wanted us to do, right? She said, "Well, you can just take your chain and react somewhere else." <laughs> yeah, I can remember that. That was, is awesome. Was, Ouch. Right. Anyway, but Tina was there, and I briefly met her backstage. I guess which backstage? I mean, it's a talent show. There's a million kids running around, but uh, that's that's where we met. Hmm. And Caesar had the coolest pink satin uh, costume. It was lavender. Ever. It was lavender. Wow, it was not pink. <laughs> we got to put a picture of that in the show notes. If, if and what know. did you think that day, Tina? What what <laughs> like, what Kairos moments <laughs> befell you? 
I said, this is the guy I'm going to marry. No, actually, I really, <laughs> really had a kind of a God moment there and thought God was telling me that. So and wow. it came true. So I... And I was only like the fifth or sixth guy that week that she had said, I'm going to marry this guy. <laughs> he speaks through lavender suits. Yeah. It's <laughs> shiny and awesome. And guess what? I think we still have it somewhere. I think it is still somewhere. It's in a bin. It has been This used. is awesome. <laughs> it, has been, it has been used along with... Major amounts of spandex and studded belty things <laughs> for many a Halloween costume for our oh, kids over the years. I love yeah. that. Okay, anyway, and Tina is amazing um, and ha- has always been uh, uh, with making people feel super welcome yeah. like and feel like a part of things, yeah. right? Um, I mean, not only in community, because we didn't always live the way we talk about on, on Life School. Sure. You know? Like, I think we always had a lot of friends around and because i did meet <laughs> we did meet when i was playing in bands we were kind of the band house everybody just oh, cool. lived at our house hung at our house ate at our house did their laundry at our house you know yeah. and, and we had to learn how to manage people like hey hey hey, dishes you know yeah. like hey toilet paper like you know yeah. like, all that stuff um but like i can remember like tina even made my dad feel like a part of the family wow. compared to everyone else like not not i mean in his life my dad just he wasn't mr fun guy like mm. and so yeah it's still rock yeah it. and he didn't even really actually like me all that much when he first uh, met me but i <laughs> did manage to win him over in the end um but a lot of that um boiled down to when uh he came over when the family came over i really did try to treat them like family and um though i would always try to um do special things for our family just to show them how much I cared. Um, they were still, I still treated them like family and, and didn't uh, cater to every whim. Um, however, mm. Caesar's dad was a bit of a picky eater. And I, I have to say, picky everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not like me. I'm not that way, hardly much. Most of the things that he didn't like to eat were the things that I liked to cook, which made it a very uh, interesting thing for me. But, um, but it seemed like after a while that he would eat pretty much anything that I made because I made it, which was fairly amazing to me. Much to the chagrin of my sisters and my mom. But what was going on, and he would say things like this, is I just feel super comfortable over here. I just feel great around you guys. Like, your family. Uh, I don't know. You know? I love all the kids. I love you all the same. But I just feel really comfortable here. And he he did finally tell me, he's like, you don't treat me like a guest. You just treat me like family. Hmm. Which was pretty amazing. Because he was family, yeah. but see, my dad was always that outsider and kind sure. of broken and, you know, yeah. and didn't believe his identity and all that stuff. And even as a Christian years later, it still was like the way they had people over and even the way like we did family dinners at my folks' house, sure. it was more like an assembly line. Okay. Right? And kind of in and out and cleaned and psh, gone. Right? Yeah. So that was a big deal. And I, I'd pay attention to that kind of stuff. And... um yeah, and so that that's early, early on, yeah. but that kind of seeped also into then how we lived, yeah. right, with others. Absolutely. Believers, so let's, not believers, yeah. Let's talk about where you guys are at now, because you guys live in a really cool way. You have an open home, there's a bunch of regular traffic patterns you see, not only day-to-day, but week-to-week, month-to-month. Would you explain kind of, what's it like uh, being in a Kalinowski house? <laughs> <laughs> well, there there's... Um, we do have an open home. We live open home. Like we say, the door is al- the door is always open. Sure. And and you know this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just barge in. Um, <laughs> and you can go straight to the fridge. But I mean, we live in different seasons of life. We've had times where literally people are over almost all the time. Like hmm. any given day, loads of people through the house. The meal is expanding. You know, finding sure. chairs, folding chairs, jammed around. You know. And there's other times where it's it's more organized in the sense that um, folks are around more as things are planned than less, but 
that that's one kind of grows the other. Sure. More of those uh, intentional, organized things, like right now with our new neighbors, are leading to more organic interactions. Sure. And them just stopping over for whatever, drop something off, borrow something. Yep. You know, I, I love it. You know, kid runs over. My dad wants to know if he can borrow a wine opener. You know, like yeah, yeah totally. And here's the bottle of wine in case. You know, yeah. like right. And so yeah, we've had we've had different seasons like that, and it's. I don't like. I'm trying to think. Like, is it easy? Is it hard? I think it's normal. I don't. I think I think it's been normal for us. I'm not sure that it's necessarily so normal out in regular culture. It seems like our our society these days, like you have to call before coming over, and yeah. if your doorbell rings, everybody freaks out. <laughs> uh, but for us, I've always counted it like the highest compliment when somebody would just actually pop over, you know, huh. or if I could just go next door and borrow a cup of sugar or something. That- you remember years and years ago, it's back at the mega church. I think it's before we were even like leading or pastoring sure. in any kind of big official way. Uh, but our friends, Dave and Rowan Oswald, and I know they listen, so if you're <laughs> yeah. out there, shout out. Um, they, uh, we just stopped by one day. Yeah, we were out driving around doing like the Sunday drive. You we know, dropped like by, we three do. kids, you know, <laughs> and we just stopped by and they're like, hey, what's up? And we're like, just stopping by, kind of in the neighborhood, literally. And... And, you know, and so then we're like, oh, my God, come on in, of course, you know. And yeah. then we end up having, I think, dinner. We kind of foster yeah. ourselves, foistered under them. They were a little shocked that we stopped by at first. And then and then their whole family was over. So then we, you know, just ended up hanging out with them. And I, I think fun. we did end up having dinner with them. And I can remember how many times afterwards they were like, you know, so that was the coolest thing. Like yeah. years later, that was the coolest thing. I just stopped on by. And we kept telling them, like, because we see you as family, your brothers and sisters. Mm. And your kids are like our little brothers and sisters. And, yeah. Right? And so. So we shouldn't need an invitation to stop by. If you're family. Yeah, And our kids didn't really ever know a house where someone wasn't living with us. Sure. Or like, hey, hey, well, who's that guy? Like, I don't know. I just met him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's kind of smelly. Yeah, I know. But he's like, he needs a hand and he's hungry. And, yeah. and so he's, yeah. why is he wearing your shirt? Because <laughs> he didn't have one. You know, or his was, his was shot. It was really, really shot. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. And, he, and, and he, I need a pair of your socks, by the way, because you're, you're his size now, son. You know, <laughs> or whatever. So that, that comes and goes. But, the other um, side of that, too, is that our kids had the freedom to bring home their friends and huh. and people. There was never any time when people, their, their friends weren't... Weren't allowed. Yeah, allowed or even welcomed into the house. Yeah. So And it's still the same now when they have their own homes yeah. and they're married and they're coming over for something, I'd say more than half the time, one of them at least is, oh, by the way, I invited so-and-so over too. Yeah. And they're spending the night. <laughs> you know? That's awesome, yeah. And it's great. Okay, you get to. And there's there again, like there's always room at the table. Uh, we'll always find another pillow and blanket somewhere. And you know, you might be on a couch, you might be on a blow-up, but yeah, you know. We'll take care of you. And, and this comes from seeing everybody like family. Huh. Like literally we ask people like, like if you and Kathleen and the kids like knocked on the door at 10 o'clock at night, it wouldn't be like, hey, what the... Yeah. And if you said, you know what, our house burned down or our house flooded, yeah. they'd be like, well, you're staying here then. You know, yeah. It wouldn't be like a question, like, sure. oh, wow, sucks to be you. What are you going to do tonight? You know? Yeah. And so when we start... I'll be praying see- for you. <laughs> <laughs> be warm and well-fed. Yeah. Um, but when you start seeing everybody as family, yeah. believers, not yet believers, when you start seeing others as image bearers, creating God's image to be like you in just as much need as us, and then thinking, whoa, must suck to have your basement flood or sure. be homeless or in need or just hungry or nowhere to go on this holiday, yeah. right? or whatever, then you start seeing them as family, then you start treating them as family. And believe it or not, when you treat people like family, they feel more like family. Absolutely. It's actually leading... I was just thinking about the story with your dad and how he said, you know, I don't feel like a guest, I feel like family. You guys often talk about the difference between treating people in your home like family instead of guests. 
Uh, wouldn't we want to take care of our guests and make them feel comfortable when they're over? Absolutely. And I, and I, th- there's nothing wrong with serving people. The difference is when, um, between really between treating people as guests and family is when, when you treat somebody as family, they have all access, you know, huh. they can root around in your refrigerator. They can search through the cupboard. And they know it and they feel comfortable too. Right. Hmm. Right. It's that privilege and access into all the parts of your life, not just the shiny parts that you want to show them at this particular moment. Yeah. It's actually doing life together. Yeah. It you know, really like with our son-in-law, Daniel, like we knew he was really part of the family. And this happened pretty quick for him uh, with Kristen, is that he comes over and he just straight to the, you know, straight to the snack, you know, <laughs> shelf or cupboard or straight to the fridge. And he's just making stuff. Huh. He doesn't even ask. Yeah, sometimes I get a hug in in advance. Sometimes it's just straight to the snack. Because he doesn't have to. Now, check this out. Just this week, preparing for this particular topic of like, are we making people feel like guests, like at our churches, in our home, or like family? And what's that Hmm. difference? Um, I I got something from actually a really respected leader in the church and someone Hmm. I really like and follow. But they sent out this article uh, about um, like they had gone and learned some stuff from Disney. Like okay. some sort of Disney intensive on how Disney treats their guest. And they were comparing their Disney experience to their Sunday church services and suggesting ways to make your Sunday a lot more like Disney. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so like they had said something like they were quoting it. It said, certainly Disney found its purpose and the secret of its success in providing excellent service and cu- to customers and visitors and tourists. But because words have power to shape our attitudes and actions... You know, um, they, they were never used to describe Disney's target audience. Instead of our guests were invited and wanted and welcome. Huh. And they said, what's the, you know, what's the difference between treating someone like a visitor at your church and treating someone like a guest? And, you know, I'm just like, wow. And I'm just like, I'm looking here, I'm glancing while we're talking. You know, it says exceeding guests' expectation is Disney's service strategy. And, that, you know, and that's what ours needs to be at church. So hmm. friendly, helpful parking teams. That makes you feel like family. Yeah. Because you remember the last time you were at your mom's and the parking team? Yeah, my, yeah, my stepdad's the out there with some orange cones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, hey, Ma, thanks for moving the orange cone. Um, uh, getting you to and from the parking lot entrance successfully, huh. you know? Um, trash removal, uh, beautiful landscaping maintenance. Yeah. This is the list, right? It's crazy. Team leaders visible, badged, and, you know, and everybody can tell. <laughs> and I'm going like, oh, man, who... They're not seeing that church service and experience as a family getting together. Yeah. There's no way. They're not. And so that's why they could easily compare it to like, you know what we can learn from? Disney. Mm. And they're saying, don't treat people like visitors. Treat them like guests. And I think what we're advocating for is let's go way further and let's treat people the way God treated us, yeah. the way God sees us. God sees us as his offspring. Scripture says that. We're all created by God in his image to be like him. He's a father to all. We all bear his last name, Paul says. Yep. And he not only sees us that way, but how did God treat us? When we were far from him, middle finger to God, ruling our own lives, far from him, yeah. he pursued us, right? Absolutely. Where are you? A, a, a place at the table, hmm. you know, right? And... and I'm telling you, like, there is a huge difference when we see and treat people as family than when we treat them as guests. Yeah. Yeah. And I I love Disney. I love their experience, the the Disney, you know, customer service and, sure. and guest experience. But you got to realize that is a completely consumeristic Sure. Don't get every dollar out of your pocket possible exactly. so you'll come back. <laughs> it's not... 
it's not necessarily meant to make you feel like a part of a family. Yeah. So, That's... you know, you know, here's, here's another thing they said in that email. Like, it was crazy. It says, what's the difference between treating someone like a visitor and treating them like a guest? Hmm. It says, the obvious analogy is that we do things differently when we bring guests into our home. And we're saying, don't bring guests into your home. Yeah, bring family. Bring, yeah. They say, we clean up the house. We hmm. dress up. We put on, you know, we put on the show. We prepare something special. We host them. We take care of all their needs. Huh. I'm like, that's not what I do with family. Yeah, I don't dress up special. Like yeah. seriously, do you? I mean, you know, like I, I don't want to tell people, hey, when you're doing life in community, when your kids come over, when your brothers and sisters are hanging out, yeah. make sure your hair's done right. Make sure you got your best clothes on. Yeah. Make sure the house is perfect. Make sure it's all laid out and everything's sure. prepped. Make sure you know they don't have to do a darn thing. Yeah. Don't let them. Don't let them stick around and help clean up. Oh, my God. You know, they're guests, right? Yeah. And all of that really just creates like a very false environment where yeah. people aren't getting to know the real you yep. or your family, for that matter. Um, they are seeing this this Disney's make-believe. Let's remember that. It's make-believe. <laughs> it is make-believe. Yeah. And they, so they're seeing this face that you're putting on, but they're not necessarily getting to be, you know, accepted as part of the family sure. and, and have that experience. And unfortunately, yeah. it feeds right into this view that people have of Christians and the church is it's this, this sort of fakey, perfect show. Hmm. And, and we live under it as Christians. We go, oh, I got to act a certain way, look a certain way, be prepared a certain way. Sure. I, I have to speak perfectly. You have to look perfectly. My house has to be perfect. Um, my presentation of the gospel or whatever has yeah. to be perfect. And, and we've had, I've had, and I don't know if you've had it, I've had it in my own life where people go like, yeah, 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 I know you guys are perfect. You do everything right in your family. <laughs> your kids are perfect. Everything works out perfect because you're Christians. Dot dot dot. Huh. Think about it. <laughs> not. We not. We propagate it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and 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 there again, I love these leaders. And I, if they, if anybody listening knows what I'm, <laughs> I'm not slamming you. I love you, but I do want to um, implore you, um, encouraging people to live and pretend everything's perfect and have it all perfectly set up only adds stress to people's lives, and it's why we don't treat people like family. Yeah, because we think it is a show. Well, and then it's you not. you know spent. 20 years getting to know somebody and you don't know them because you've only known the perfected version of who That's they it. are. They come in, they sit right. down, they're afraid to, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, we sit in your front room. You can tell no one ever sits in here except yeah. during Bible study. And I was afraid to, you know, you were really clear about getting shoes off and golly, you have white furniture and white couch <laughs> and a glass table, you yeah. know, a, a coffee table. I was afraid to death, yeah. you know, that I was going to blemish something. And then, but then I was noticing with all the pomp and circumstance, everything was served on paper plates and plastic. Huh. Paper cups for coffee, nasty. Coffee tastes like crud, you know? <laughs> like, like if you're so worrying about putting on the show, could, could I have a real cup? Yeah, <laughs> an actual fork. How about a fork? Yeah. 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 That's amazing. The sad part is you're really projecting a very false image of yeah. who you are and who your family is. And you're, and you're making them feel like that they have to live up to it. Yeah, which and is unfair. And subtly, that's what God wants and expects from you. Yeah. yeah. Right? Or yeah. not so subtly. Yeah. I know, I mean, we've had it. People, our friend, family and friends used to walk around in eggshells around us. Hmm. And it was our fault. But some of it was what we drug home sure. from the church service. Because, and then later on, when we both worked on staff, yeah. Everything had to be... It was all about perfection and excellence. Sure. And I actually think you should do... If you're going to do something, do it do well. It well. Do it yeah. the best you can. But the ethos and the attitude behind how you treat people, and when they're in your home or even at your church service, uh, there's a big difference if you want them to feel like a guest yeah. or feel like family. Yeah. yeah. What, um, what are some ways that you guys would suggest that we can treat people like family, both in our homes and in our churches? Okay, so let's start out with the homes, huh? Yeah. 
Okay. So the very, very first thing I have to tell everybody, and this, I, 90% of the women I know just cringe when they hear this, but don't worry about having a spotless home. When people come over, what your home looks like is what your home looks like. And it's okay to let them into the messiness and the realness yeah. of your home. Yeah, you don't that. want to project that perfection's required to enter here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. or or you can't touch anything, or you know, if you touch something and move it, it you know, the whole house is gonna fall apart. Yeah. Oh man. I think I've I shared had that before. season even with my kids. Like when we'd have neighbors over and stuff, it was like, gah, yeah. clean the house. It needs to be perfect. Why? And yeah. you start seeing things that haven't been cleaned for. And a on the opposite's and... true. I think I shared the story before on life school of a couple we knew. They're like, no, 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 we don't have anybody with kids over. I'm like, well, why not? You got a great house and yard. And they're like, look at all our stuff. We spent a lifetime collecting this stuff. It's our favorite stuff. What it's if they break it? It's all going to end up in a garage sale one day. Right. <laughs> so invite people into the normal mess of your family normality in life. Love it. It's okay. It really is. I've never, ever heard anybody go like, you know, there's a little bit of like milk spilled on the chair. Or yeah. like, there was a little tear in that. You know, yeah. I saw a dust bunny. Like no one's... <laughs> yeah, no one's doing that. <laughs> no, in fact, m- the more likely response is like, she's got dust bunnies too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. How about second one there, T? What do you got for us? Treating people like family, making them feel like family in our homes. Yeah, when you have people over, whether you've invited them over or they just show up or whatever, um, let them help with what's going on. Um, If you've got something that they can do to help with the meal or sometimes taking out the trash. I mean, I've had people over and I'm like, you know, I need these like six dishes that are in the sink right now. Could you just wash those up real quick? Hmm. Um, Like I didn't get to it or we used them already prepping the meal. Like, what can I do to help? You know, sure, everybody yeah. asks, like, oh, you could wash those dishes. Or you mind running this out and throwing it in a can real quick because the garbage is overflowing Caesar, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> or even keeping your kids busy so you can just finish up the last few details, you know? That's what yeah. good aunties and uncles do, Absolutely. You know? Kind of like give everybody a job, like, you yep. know? And, yeah. like, our friend uh, Sally Breen, she's yeah. she's so good at this. she oh. come over, 75 people over for, like, training and community and all this stuff. And everybody's got something going on. Everybody's doing a little something. They all feel valuable. They all feel needed. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's cool. And they are, right? Yeah. And, and then you look at her. She's not stressed because she's not doing that much. She's just kind of helping Delegating people it out, feel like yeah. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next, um, when folks ask, like, hey, can I bring something to dinner? Hmm. Like, give them something to bring. Instead of saying... No, no, I got it. I got it. It's all taken care of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I love this because I'm a little bit of a control freak when it comes to the, the like meals and stuff. And I always want to make sure I have everything. Sure. Um, and so sometimes I don't want to ask people to bring stuff because what if they don't come or don't come on time or, you know, don't have it. And so sometimes I will ask them, you know, to go ahead and bring stuff and just have some backup just sure. in case. Yeah, maybe you bought but, it, but. It, that's yeah. okay. You got salad. Let them bring salad because yeah. you don't want them feeling like I'm not really needed in yeah. this. Right. Let them be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that lets them have a part of it. They're yeah. going to bring something anyway is what I found. If you go like, yeah. no, I don't need nothing. They'll just bring some wine. Hmm. And that's okay. Right. But how about just let them know? Yeah. And then if you have backup for it, it's okay in case they don't show. <laughs> yeah. And one of my favorite things to do when people ask, if, you know, what can I bring, especially if it's the holidays or something, I'll... I'll Ask them. Well, what does your family usually do? For if, so, if it's a holiday, if it's Christmas, what does your family usually have on on Christmas? And that not only invites them to bring something. Any family or traditions that we could dig on? Sure. Yeah. Right. And Love but that. then it gives them the opportunity to tell the story not only to me but to anybody else who's there for Christmas dinner. Yeah. You know, well, this is my family's favorite thing, and my aunt always brought it or I made it that. or whatever. And so it really helps um, bring their story to the story of your family. Sure. All right, next one is, and some for some of you this can be super hard, but I'm telling you, let or even ask people, everyone, in fact, to help clean up afterwards. 
Yep. You're having a party. You you're having a hangout, a study. Michel community's over doing whatever game, Super Bowl party, whatever, birthday party. Uh, let everybody help clean up. In fact, even ask for it. Yeah. Because when you ask someone, hey, could you, would you mind stacking all those for me? Or would you like scrape all that and I'm going to load them? Like, just scrape them, I'll load them, you know, yeah. whatever. You're telling them, like, I see you as family. And I'm telling you, it works. Like, Sometimes I we've even like actually come out and said that. Now, you guys are all family here. You're all part of our family. This is Team K. We're all family together. So now everybody's going to help clean up. You get yeah. to. Before you leave. <laughs> yeah. You we get, get to. to. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then try and see, um, you know, everything in your house and the layout and everything. Try to, try to like see what you're doing. You know, if you've not been living this way, try to see it through you know, the experience through the eyes and perspective of others, huh. you know, like, Hey, like we've been doing like, you know, we've been doing small group at our house for like, you know, a hundred years or yeah. like, Hey, we do Christmas over here every year, but like I do everything sure. and everybody splits. Like how are people experiencing it? You know, like how would, or how would a guest, okay. Okay. Who you want to feel like family f- experience it. Do you think mm-hmm. would, what's the tone? What's the ethos of that? Do, did you point out like, hey, here's here's where the drinks are, and over here there's some juice boxes for kids, and uh, if you don't find something, just dig around in the fridge, and yeah. most of the snacks are out, but there's also some on the shelf in the cupboard and over here, and so just dig in, yep. and if we run out, rummage around or ask. If you don't see something you want, ask. We probably got it. You know, uh-huh. like how are they experiencing it, or is it a presentation? Like yeah. try to walk through your last event and yeah. see how much of it felt like family and how much it felt like, hey. People felt like they were really well served guests. Yeah. Right? Even thinking through, we've talked too, like, you know, put your, turn your porch lights on, open up the windows, make, you know, make <laughs> it feel like it's a house that's a, a vibrant and welcoming, not an yeah. old castle that's closed totally up. Totally dark. You're, you're, everybody's <laughs> coming over. Like, like what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay, now let's move on to the church uh, service sort of things. What are some ways that you guys would suggest that we could treat people better? than guests, but actually as family when it comes to church services. Yeah. Give everybody Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs> the trams to Hi, the uh, the trams to the front doors. Yeah. <laughs> Charge right. them to get in. All right. We'll go through these a little bit quicker, okay? Because yeah. people have to dig this out based on their own traditions and these things. Some right. of them you might not be able to change them like yourself or very quickly. But sure. ideas, right? Let's give you some ideas. Yeah. Um, um, first, let's start off with this. Are you helping your church see themselves as a family? and believing their identity as brothers and sisters because they have the same dad in heaven who sent a son, Jesus, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, right? To, to yeah. take a bride, have many offspring. If they don't believe their identity as family, then they won't treat one another like family, even when they show up at the family reunion, sure. quote unquote, on Sundays, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, start with the language even, you know? Language really creates ethos. Yeah. And so... So telling, you know, at, talking to everybody, saying brother and sister, or hey, rem- hey, family, you know, we're glad you're here this, you know, this week or yeah. today, or um, that really can is going to start setting the tone um, yeah. right off the bat. How often do people hear this at a church service? Now, if you're a first time visitor here with us, you know, yep. then then there's you're under no obligation to give. Huh. Hey, if you're a guest here, would you just raise your hand? If you're a guest, would you just go ahead and we're gonna you just raise your hand for a second. We're gonna pass a card to the center. Sure. And so, like, not only do we single people out, which would be yeah. weird in family life, but we also name them as they're not really part of us. Sure. Ooh, language tough. is important. Um, are the folks in your church helping others feel like family and, and, and familiar to things? Hmm. And how do they normally treat family when they meet family at home? Are they treating people that way on Sunday, or are they in completely in different mode? Hmm. Uh, is that making sense? Yeah. Like, are we helping people see people when they show up as their family members? Or is it like, 
I'm, I'm trying to get to a good seat. I got to get my kids to the nursery <laughs> sure. and drop them off at greenhouse or whatever it's called, <laughs> you know, little yeah. sprouts. And then, <laughs> right. So, or, you know, or, or is that someone's uh, job? Is that assigned to a special greeter with oh. a badge and there's a hier- hierarchy? I remember my dad made like head usher. He was stoked. You know? Oh, that's awesome. Highest calling ever, right? <laughs> right. Think he loved of, to ush. He loved to ush. My father <laughs> could ush. Ush the heck out of you. Um, think about this. You're at your house. You're having a meal. Maybe yep. it's a holiday meal. Uh, and then you notice someone floating around the living room or sitting at your dining room table and you never met them before. Sure. What, what would you do? Go over and... Engaged conversation. You wouldn't be like, oh, I hope someone else talks to that guy. Yeah. Well, he's what's he doing here? Like, yeah. is that the, the pizza yeah. delivery guy? You know, yeah. right? So you would, of course, you would engage people. And sure. and we've had, heck, man, not too <laughs> a few weeks back at, at uh, Cigar and Theology, you were over. Yeah. Um, a whole bunch of new people coming yeah. over, and I remember having to right away going, "Hey, brother, so welcome! Like, yeah. glad you're here tonight." Why, how are you here? Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm friends with so-and-so. Great, man. Welcome. Are you hungry? Can I get you? Yep. Let me show you where some stuff is. Uh, feel free, right? Like, anytime. Yeah. If you want to eat now, eat later. I don't care. You know, here it is. When you're hungry, help yourself. And when you that's would... the atmosphere, it, it so quickly feels like family. I mean, within five minutes, we're into each other's life stories. It's like, hey, I'm going to go grab a beer. Do you want one? I mean, there's... I'm going in. And anybody need you? Know, yeah. Refills? Like, right. Absolutely. And so, so like... Carry that over to like the church service on Sunday. If you see someone at your church service, and this is supposed to be a family gathering, we all nod, yeah, yeah that family, we're a family, mm-hmm. then you'd talk to everybody. You wouldn't leave it up to a special person's job. Sure. Right? Like, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but maybe you need to teach on this as a church. Maybe you need to have a rotational, like, missional community or small groups. So, like, hey, this missional community is handling it first week of the sure. month, and this one's that, you know. But their job is helping people feel like family. Hey, here's where we put our coats. Let me help you out with that. Don't just take it and whatever. Give them a number, like, at Bellhop or whatever. You're like, let me show you that. Yep. Hey, where's the kids? Like, do you have a place for our kids during the... Yeah, we totally do. And, and if they dig it, that's cool. If not, they could hang with you. Let me show you where that's at versus pointing and hoping. Or sure. All that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. what if you, instead of like having a special department of volunteers helping guests feel a certain way, family members treated others like family and helped them have a killer experience. Yeah. And then, what are you doing afterwards? Because we get hungry and we want to eat. And you know what's weird is churches will say... They'll, they'll do surveys and ask people, number one retention thing. Someone invited me out afterwards. Yeah. Oh, you mean like a family member? <laughs> yeah, that's how you treat right, people. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Love that. How about another one, T, for making Sunday's church services feel yeah. like family more like than guests? If, if we say that we're family, then we also need to have a space that reflects the family, which means that, you know, you're... Your uh, service area or your space that you're gathering in, where you meet, where uh, you meet, where is, they walk in, shouldn't feel sure. like a college lecture hall or you know some sort of uh, you know like a show's about to show. happen. Yeah. yeah, right. It really should feel more like a family living room or family room. You know, mm-hmm. an area that's comfortable that uh, lends itself to talking to the people around you, not just like sitting and staring at the person's head in front of you. Yeah. Um, I'm really so not a fan of pews. I understand the liturgy of that, but it just doesn't lend itself to creating any kind of family atmosphere. Sure. Um, even stuff like, do you have, and are you telling people, hey, there's coffee back here in the corner, and you know, if you at any time want to get up and you know get a refill or whatever, you just feel free if you need to stretch your legs or whatever, stand up. It's okay, because it's just a family here. We're just hmm. gathering. Is there food? You know? Is yeah. there snacks? Why not? That's what a family does. Yeah, I, I, my family never 
I'm going to capital N it, you know, never yeah. gets together where there's not food and drinks. One of the huh. few times that we can actually say something with an absolute is that <laughs> there is always food. So in your any church says, well, event. we do food. Like, well, how often do you do it every week? Yeah. Why not? Right. And in, if it's family, is it the cheapest, you know, most disposable way of doing it that you, po- you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So I, also, I know right now some people are listening like, well, we, sorry, but our building is set up like for a show and it's never going to be any different. And we get a lot of people coming. So that's why it's a matter of efficiency. Well, you know what? You know what I say to that? I say, if you were in the business of like, a, you're like a contractor and you're building homes and you go like, yeah, but I own a two seater, you know, my car is a two seater just is. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess I'm stuck with it. How do we, how do you haul lumber? How do you pick up stuff and supplies and yeah. sheets of plywood and drywall? Like, you guess what you'd do? You'd change it. Yeah. Over time, you'd figure out a way. You'd get a different vehicle. And so, if your vehicle is just, and I know a lot of people, it's like, no, our building kills community. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know what? Pray, change it. Uh, how about color? How about seating, lighting, yeah. the tone, the the language the you it, use, yeah. all of that, right? Yeah. And then there again, just like we said with the house, try and try and see. The experience of what people are coming when they walk in that door mm-hmm. or drive in through the eyes of a person is a brand new family member. Hmm. Are they feeling like family? Yeah. Or are they coming to a, a show and they're shuttled around and no one's really talking to them except the people are supposed to and maybe sure. not even that. And then when I, here's a program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never handed out a program at Thanksgiving in my house ever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people like it. Well, mm. yeah, okay, they like it for the show because I like to know who's up next, you know. But, <laughs> but anyway, they're definitely going to feel more comfortable if somebody's taking that the time to say, "Hey, here's the coffee," you know, and just Absolutely. feel free to help yourself. And um, and but the last part of that too is I want to say if if God didn't you know plan to include food and stuff, He probably wouldn't made communion mm-hmm. take place during the course of a meal. And I think that really speaks something to His heart Key. about. Yeah our family and what we're called to do and how we're called to come together and remember him, which is really what we're doing uh, at these gatherings, right? So if, if we're not creating that same type of environment or excluding that completely, then I think we have to really think about what we're, you know, what we're actually doing. Historical note, the early church, we don't have a lot of evidence of what they did when they gathered. The one thing we know for sure was central was they took communion together. They had a full meal. It wasn't huh. it wasn't like two plastic cups, one stacked on top of the other, boom, bag passed down yeah. the aisle. It wasn't any of that. Sure. It wasn't once every other month. It wasn't quarterly. It was central, and it was a meal. And it was always, yeah. Think about it. Jesus could have done anything. He seriously could have pointed out and said, you see, when you see that rock, you just remember, like, I'm never changing, and, and mm-hmm. my love for you is never going to change. And you see that tree... I'm about life. It's yeah. always growing, and it produces new life and seeds. Right? He could have picked a million things. He picked a meal, and yet we've all but moved meals completely out of our Sunday experience. Yeah. And even when we do the very thing, the common union, the communion that yeah. he said, this is a meal, we've, it's not a meal anymore. Hmm. At best, it's a walking up in line and grabbing a shard of bread and dipping it in something. Yeah. I don't know. You know, good bread. Like, let's have a meal. Yeah. Like, we get to, right? Anyway, as always, I want to leave you with the big three takeaways from today's topic. This can be hard to condense down to three things, but I think I got you here. Now, if nothing else, I don't want you to miss these three things. And by the way, as always, you can get a printable PDF of this week's big three as a free download. All you have to do is go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three. Here's the first one. Remember, God sees every other person on earth as his kids and part of his family, too. Yeah. And he wants us to see people that way. So that makes them all brothers and sisters. And some of his kids we know are far from him or they don't know him or trust him yet. But that's why we're here, right? Yeah. We get to start showing them dad's love 
the love of their bro- our brother Jesus, God's own son, and that there's a place for them at the table, hmm. okay? Like, we got to start seeing everybody's family. All right, Tina, second, big three takeaway. What do you got? God is not looking for or expecting perfection from us and our hospitality skills. So we just need to lose the fear of having a perfect house or being Martha Stewart and impressing everyone with your efforts and skills. Just invite them into the family, into your family experience. You be you love that. and make sure there's a place at the table and they're going to love it. Okay, and then third is begin to see your house as a tool and a resource for building community and kingdom, hmm. right? Viewing your home not as a refuge or a hiding place, but rather as God's house changes our view and the ethos of how we're going to treat others who are there with us. Join us there. So start having a weekly open table. That's a meal where everyone and anyone gets invited in regularly, like do it weekly, and and then treat them like a member of the family, not as a guest, some Mm -hmm. of the stuff we talked about earlier. Remember, the goal is not for us to look good, but for others to experience and see just how good our Heavenly Father is. Hey, that's about it for today. Join me next week. I'll be talking with my friend and amazing author, Neil Cole. He's written some pretty watershed books on discipleship and missional living. I bet you've read some of them. And he's going to talk to us about prayer and finding ways for ordinary people to connect with God in all of life. Man, I love that. Okay, you're going to love him and you're going to love this episode. So I hope you'll join us for that. I'll talk to you real soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day.